Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. <sighs> Monica, oh, I should have told you this before, before the show, before we started recording, but I want to be transparent with, with our listeners and everything like that. Monica, I just, I just came back from the doctors and they told me is this, this Instagram foodie thing and this podcast thing, it is not conducive to my health and I'm sorry, but this might be my last show today. Starting next week, I'm rebranding my Instagram account and I'm going to become more of a fitness blog because I'm going to start doing, showing more of my workouts and I think I'm going to start doing more meal preps. It's going to be more conducive to my like life philosophy. So um, I should have told you this before we went on air, but it's, uh, it's yeah, I'm sorry. It's um, yeah. I just feel like you had, you had plenty of chance to tell me and like health is really serious. I mean, I know when I have health stuff, you know, I come to you about yeah. it and just, I mean, I know you love to share this, you know, our stuff with our listeners and stuff, but I feel like this conversation should have been, you know, a little bit more private and like, you're pulling this on me, like when we're recording. I know, and, but um, I, I want to let my, li our listeners know, I almost said my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nelson. Uh, yeah. But what about, I mean, I, I thought we were friends. I mean, aside from this podcast thing, I mean, I know we've known each other for years now and you felt like you couldn't tell me this. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. The, the doctor said I had to stop immediately. It was just, um, it's been so much fun doing all this stuff, but it's just time for me to go to a different direction. So what if like, um, what if we, we just started, um, you know, only eating certain kind of food or like I, I could eat regular and you could do like, you know, keto or like, you know, vegetarian or, nah, it's just, or something. It's just going to be too hard and I don't want to compromise our show. And so, um, I think next no, week, I'll, I'll eat all the stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Now I think next week um, we'll just we'll just find a new co-host to to record with you and um, April Fools everyone April Fools. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't find a co-host in a week, but I'm all yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> My God, uh, thanks listeners for uh, listening for two minutes of our our our. April Fool's joke. Um, in case you guys are wondering, the show's dropping and it's April 1st and um, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what the doctor says. There is no doctor, by the way. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing this. Till, we're doing this till we die. We're doing it, right or die. Uh, don't, don't, don't. If 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 I hear that Nelson's health isn't doing well, I won't let him eat anything. <laughs> he can watch me I eat think, all the stuff. I think people started not believing me until when I said like fitness blog. So we're just like, okay. <laughs> change my Why? change my entire like. I just posted a a food porn shot of eggs Benedict. And uh, now he wants to do, now he just wants to do asparagus and steamed carrots. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. You could have ramped up to it. You could have started ramping up with like salads and like <laughs> no, <just gonna> go, <laughs> things like that. Go right into it. Ice cream, donuts, yeah. and then, and then, you know, steamed Dover soul. <laughs> so <laughs> Dover soul. <laughs> hey everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of the Seattle foodie podcast. Um, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Uh, we are not going off air. I'm not leaving the show, but 
Um, we have a fun, fun show for you today. Lots of lots of stuff. I, Monica, to, I'm going to be honest with you. We have such a strong Seattle foodie community because I we hung out with a lot of Seattle foodie Instagrammers this week. I tell you. Yeah, we did. There was there was a lot of stuff going on. Did some donut pop ups and brunch on Saturday, and yeah, just just some crazy stuff. So, got some stuff for you to t- to talk about. And Monica, we just came back from a fried chicken dinner. Monica, we've been to bookstore, bar, and cafe in the past for their build your own brunch party featuring build your own Bloody Marys and a mimosa bar, and we had a great time with that. And mm-hmm. now they are featuring a Sunday fried chicken dinner. And it's called It's Not Sunday Supper Without Friends and Fried Chicken. And at $40 per order, this giant fried chicken dinner feeds two to three people. And Monica, no joke. It was they just basically served it on a platter. It was like a whole chicken's for whole fried chicken yeah, served chicken. on a platter. <laughs> and not only do you get the fried chicken, you, you also get silky mashed potatoes, Haracote Vares, and Hawaiian buns with compound butter. Bookstores bar is located inside the Kimpton Lexus Hotel. And what do you think about our fried chicken dinner today? I think at $40 uh, for an order, it definitely feeds two to three people. I mean, I was even coming off a fast and I I couldn't even eat but two pieces of fried chicken and hardly any of the sides. And so I think it's a really great value. And it's also something just a little bit different that you wouldn't really expect to find at a hotel restaurant. And and, and so they have a lot of brunchy items for the weekend, but but I think it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I totally agree. I really like what Bookstore Bar does. They always have seasonal specials. And like I meant, like I mentioned, they have their build your own uh, brunch party. And then now they're featuring a chicken fried chicken dinner. And then in the fall, they have like a new fall menu. So they're constantly changing and offering different things throughout the year. So I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that they they do that and they don't just serve the same entire menu over and over and over again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so right now on Sundays, starting from about 8 a.m. till they're sold out, the fried chicken dinner is available all day throughout Sunday for $40. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good value. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're bringing three people, you can, we, we ate it together and we had tons of leftovers to take home. Yeah. And, and I was skeptical when we ordered that it would be enough food for us, but it absolutely was. And more like Nelson said, we took home leftovers. Yeah, we sat at, we sat at a table for two and those tables are, are, are round tables. Right. And when the mm-hmm. server came up and said, like, we're not going to be able to fit everything on the table. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a, that's a nice problem for us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, all right. Well, th- I started off with the kickoff with the with a recap, Monica. We also did something at Pike Brewing, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. So you and I had a chance to go on a Pike Brewing Company tasting and tour. So recently, Pike Brewing started having tours that will quench your thirst for knowledge and craft beer. See what I did there? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, just just making sure. <laughs> uh, we're lovers of behind the scenes action, and so this was really right up our alley. And before this, I didn't know a thing about making beer, and I found the science of it really, really fascinating. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pike actually brews their beer at the market in a gravity flow steam-powered brewery. So we got to start at the top and make our way to the bottom to see the entire process. And our tour guide's name was Abel, and Abel knew everything. Um, Nelson, what did you think? Because uh, it was your first time going through it, too. Shout out to Abel from Pike Brewing. She has a master's in nutrition, and mm-hmm. 
she know she knew so much about brewing beer, talking about hops and malts mm -hmm. and all the processes that went through the fermentation mm -hmm. process. I mean, mm -hmm. everything you want to know about beer and the whole process of going through it, she told us. I mean, so knowledgeable, Absolutely. so smart. Mm -hmm. You were taking notes just for our show and you were like, seriously <laughs> yeah. typing because she had well, so I felt much like there was gonna i feel like there's gonna be a test afterwards <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here like listening and monica's like fiercely typing i'm just like monica how rude are you typing on the phone while she's talking and i didn't realize that you were typing notes for this for this episode I, I totally was i mean i think again the science of it is fascinating to me just talking about like fermentation and the fact that beer has been brewed for over ten thousand years and like what are the conditions under which we can do it looking like now i'm nerding out so i just gotta i, I gotta <laughs> take a minute i need a minute you guys but <laughs> so yeah no i i felt like there was going to be a test and you know i get all competitive and it's just like i'm gonna ace this test and there's nelson he's not taking notes so he's not <laughs> um, oh you guys <laughs> i mean i thought everything we we got we got mm -hmm. to go down and look at the whole fermentation process and all of the mm -hmm the giant vats that are, they hold all the beer that they're making. And then they showed the canning process. Mm -hmm. uh, everything was just really, really interesting. And the best part is we all got to sample four beers at the end too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we also got to see Pike's new brew, which is the Bitter Lake IPA. And I live in Bitter Lake. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And so you guys, if you're interested in tours, tours are $10 per person, plus a little ticket fee um, for anyone 21 and over. And it's free for those who are age six to 20. And let me tell you that 10 bucks is totally worth it because not only do you get to taste four beers, but you get to take home a pint glass. Yep. And each taste is four ounce taster. So 16 ounces. Mm -hmm total it's like a, a almost a pint mm -hmm. it is a pint it's it was a lot of fun definitely do it and it's only worth only ten dollars and fifty cents mm -hmm. it's a really good fun value i mean just like just kind of a fun I thing to do good. around pike place mm -hmm. and then while you're there don't forget to check out pike's uh, microbrewery museum that's full of tons of nostalgic items to look at okay monica from beer to ice cream let's talk about ice cream all right you and I had the opportunity to sample several pints of ice cream made from Bellingham, Washington, and it's by Acme Ice Cream. We were fortunate, Monica. We each got three different flavors. So you got fudge brownie, espresso, and vanilla bean. And I got to try strawberry, butter pecan, and chocolate chip. Unlike mm -hmm. many store brand ice cream, Acme Ice Cream does not add air to the ice cream. So according to their website, by not adding air, you get thick and rich ice cream with a fluffy and taffy-like texture. They also only use fresh local hormone-free milk. Monica, mm -hmm. um, you're the scientist you're the food scientist among amongst us. <laughs> food scientist. By food scientist, you mean home cook. <laughs> <laughs> um, AKA, okay. you know more than I do. When it <laughs> okay. So how come we shouldn't put air into our ice cream? I don't think that they say that you shouldn't add air. They're saying that they're different because they take the air out. Okay. I mean, um, so, so I had heard about Acme from a few of our influencer friends. And so recently, um, Justin Oba at Obalicious PNW was telling me about the ice cream in, in our interview and, and the process and this whole concept of it being taffy-like. So, so cooking is really science, right? Mm -hmm. at, at its core. And so it's all chemical reactions. And, and so 
I, when I heard this, that, you know, you're going to take off the lid and it's vacuum sealed and you're going to get like an ice cream pool. That's exactly what I got when I pulled it open. I mean, it took a little bit of pressure to pop the lid. And then just like you would a cheese pool, that ice cream came out like a little swirl. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it is like taffy mm-hmm. um, because I kind of wanted to see it for myself. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I don't know that it is a bad thing to add air. They're just saying that's what makes them different. Um, it, it gives them more um, density in the ice cream. In the, in the actual pack to pack it full of ice cream as opposed to um, taking up less space. And and that air really, you, you kind of know, we've, we've had like light airy ice cream and, and denser ice cream mm-hmm. and that just has to do with process, right? So this, even though it's packed densely, it's still light. Yeah, I, I, was, I did look up why they put air into ice cream mm-hmm. for most, mm-hmm. for many of the store brand, mm-hmm. um, store brands that you find at like grocery stores and it's to mm-hmm. make it a denser ice cream. Mm-hmm. So instead of a gallon ice cream, if you add air mm-hmm. to it, you can make two gallons of ice cream yeah. that up to. Also, it helps with the melting process too as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess it melts faster, I guess, if you mm-hmm. add air to it too as well. So there's no right or wrong reason for adding air. Mm-hmm. But with Acme ice cream, you just get this nice fluffier and just this creamier texture to it by not adding air to it. And they also use locally sourced ingredients too as well. My favorite was the butter pecan. I love butter mm. pecan ice cream. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's just the just the richness and all the fat. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. not a fitness blog, so <laughs> I don't have to tell people how healthy it is, but mm-hmm. oh, so good. I love butter pecan ice cream. It's, it's one of my go-tos when, when ice mm-hmm. cream shops have that. And I'm just like, oh, cool. if I don't know what to decide, butter pecan, please. Mm-hmm. You can find Acme ice cream at Whole Foods, Metropolitan Market, New Seasons Market, Town and Country Markets, and Hagen Grocery stores so they're selling them now and just go and try a pint what was your favorite monica you know, it's hard to say because honestly, I like the flavors of all three. I thought they were really representative. So fudge brownie, espresso, and vanilla bean, they were all solid, solid representations of those flavors. The texture was something that was different, but I'd have to say, even though I'm a chocolate coffee person, I'd have to say the vanilla bean showed a, a lot of versatility in the kitchen. Um, and I cannot wait to show you guys pictures of my photo shoot. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Pick up a pint, guys. They're they're available at all the grocery stores that I just named off. So Acme mm-hmm. Ice Cream. And they're from Bellingham, Washington. So yeah, support local, please. Yes, absolutely. Monica. Ooh, tell us about this next event. This was this was so much fun. You guys. I don't personally venture out to the Maple Leaf area of Seattle. For these guys, I would totally hang out with them. So Monica, tell us what we did. (laughs) Absolutely. So what Nelson's talking about is we got to hang out with Seattle's Worst Podcast. Um, But before we get there, I kind of want to take a step back to to last week because if you guys don't know, Nelson was a guest on Meltdown City Podcast with Nicole and Allie. And so if you haven't listened to it already, um, they're super nice. And I think that the interview and that entire show that Nelson's on is really great um, and and just shares a little bit about Nelson's journey to where he is today. But, you know, Nelson, we never really talked on our podcast. Like, how was that? That was like the first time you were on somebody else's podcast. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was was a lot of fun being a guest on on a different podcast that and we, you know, that isn't isn't our Seattle foodie podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. Allie and Nicole are awesome. You guys should listen to the Meltdown City podcast. It's about kind of a self-discovering and just kind of finding out you know what what we like and through our experiences and that's kind of what what i talked about on the 
the episode that we recorded and uh, about leaving my past job and finding what I do and then kind of discovering this food journey. So yeah, give it a listen. It's kind of fun. But, yeah, and now Nelson's on a fitness journey. So yeah, now on a fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what did we? Uh, well, what did we get to? We got to both appear on a different podcast. So tell us For about sure. that, Monica. So we met the guy. Well, most of three of the guys from Seattle's Worst Podcast at a uh, Seattle Podcasters Guild meetup. So shout out to them as well at, at Optimism Brewing months ago. I think the easiest way for me to describe Seattle's Worst Podcast is thinking of that animated show King of the Hill, where there's a bunch of guys sitting in the alley and they're drinking beers and they're just kind of hanging out talking about stuff. Um, that's kind of what Stephen, Sean, Ben, and Grant do at Seattle's Worst Podcast. You know, they've had me hooked on this for quite some time. So I'm a regular listener of of the show. And then Nelson and I were invited to be there. But before we recorded, we got to have a potluck. And I was just like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know, not really sure what they're going to bring. But I don't know about you, Nelson, but I was pretty impressed by by their showing and what they brought. Yeah. Look, if you're going to have people from the Seattle Foodie Podcast we're not going to just record without bringing any food. So Monica and I bought stuff. I went to Chinatown to pick up a bunch of stuff for them mm-hmm. to try. And um, Monica, you made some, you actually made something uh, that you can tell about later. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I was really impressed by these guys because especially Ben brought, I don't know, $40 worth of charcuterie yeah. from the shambles. shambles. Yeah. 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 If you guys have never been to the shambles, like check them out because mm-hmm. they have some really, really good salamis there. Yeah. 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 And he combined that with uh, bread from Seawolf Bakers, which is one of our favorites. Right. And he goes like, oh, I'm no, I just picked up some I didn't I didn't pick up some fancy bread. I just got it from Seawolf Bakers. And we're just Seawolf like, what? Bakers is like, what? That's um, Seawolf Bakers is like the real deal here, buddy. And like, this is no like Fred Meyer 50 cent French roll, you know, we're just like this is really good, like rustic bread to go with mm-hmm. to go with the the charcuterie that you bought. I mean, like yeah. kudos to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so we had tons of fun and great food. So um, let's see. They also bought things from Pelmini Dumplings are um, you bought stuff from Dim Sun King and Cow Cow Barbecue, some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought some fried rice from Pop Up Thai. And then I also um, decided that um, I wanted to make something homemade. And so I made butter mochi for everybody. And then Sean brought um, actually Sean went someplace that I've heard about, but I haven't been to. Um, it's called Urban Lux Cafe. And so he brought one of their trio plates that has three different kinds of dip hummus and uh, baba ganoush and dolmas and like all this stuff and you should check them out because i'm gonna try to get over there for sure yeah that sounds so good and look out for the seattle's worst podcast episode with monica and i in it we'll definitely shoot it out to our stories and let you guys all know through a post and Mm -hmm. let you know that when it's going to air it's it was it was we had so much fun We we talked for two hours. They didn't even feel like two hours. We were just hanging out, just talking yeah. to them about everything. <laughs> and they asked us everything from I thought the funniest one was like, what's it like to have followers? That's kind of that's kind of interesting. I, I I've never answered that question before. <laughs> and we talked about food and just a bunch of stuff. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So stay yeah. tuned for that. 
Yeah. And, you know, I will say like their Instagram goal was to go from 155 followers um, and to have us on the show and to hit over 160. So I'm proud to report at last check, they had 162. So mission accomplished. Oh, yes. Mission accomplished. (laughs) That Seattle Foodie podcast bump, like got them seven followers. That's awesome. Awesome, right? hilarious all right nelson what else you got okay this is my last recap so Mm -hmm. fiasco located in wallingford at 3400 stoneway north invited us for dinner this week and we got to dine with some of our favorite foodie friends annie eats food and emerald city eater fiasco shares a space with claret wine bar and is perfect for wine and italian food on i don't know any night any Mm -hmm. weeknight or a weekend night just just to go out i also want to let you know that they they kind of created this whole italian restaurant in there but you can also order the entire menu for takeout as well so Mm -hmm. you can you can do that from home the dinner menu had a wide array of items to choose from monica i mean Mm -hmm. we love the starters because the chunky avocado frise salad and the buffalo mozzarella and tomato i mean that was so colorful Mm -hmm. and of course you had to have some charred broccolini because you you love broccolini right and everybody's just like that doesn't shoot well i'm just like i don't care i'm eating it i don't care i'm I'm ordering the food i'm eating it sometimes i'm always it i I appreciate it because a lot Mm -hmm. of times i always ask people like well what's good to shoot Mm -hmm. and and sometimes i'll forget it's like well what's really actually good to eat yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's all right that's why we make a good team (laughs) But for the entrees, kudos to you, Monica, because you love figs. I do. We got the figs got the blues pizza, Mm -hmm. which was really good. Mm -hmm. We got the classic bucatini and meatballs, basil pasta fusilli, and the grilled chicken piccata. And then, of course, I mean, then they, they also have dessert, too. Yeah. And we finished off dessert with some zeppoli and tiramisu. Man, that was a feast. What do you think? Yeah, it absolutely was. And you guys, like some people have been asking me about it. And that chunky avocado frise salad, I'll be thinking about that for a long time and we'll likely be ordering that to go. It's so perfect for the season and light and just doesn't bog you down. And, you know, also just avocados. Also, you're right, that fig pizza, what made it a little bit different for me is a lot of people will slice like really big figs. These were small ones. And so they were really easy to eat in bite size. And the uh, gorgonzola was not overbearing, which is always a hard balance. And so there are a lot of great things happening on this menu. And, and like you said, um, it's all available to go. So I think that's the way I'm going to be going. I do love that. They do take as much effort into doing the in-house dining as Mm -hmm. they do in the takeout dining Mm -hmm. too as well. And I was perusing on their website. Mm -hmm. They have a happy hour special too, which is like pizza in a glass. What? And so for, yeah, it's called for $13, you get a six inch pizza and also you get a glass of wine, beer, or um, an Aperol spritz or some sort of uh, Mm -hmm. alcoholic beverage. So and a glass, not pizza in a glass. Okay. No pizza and a glass and a glass. Pizza and a glass. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone go check out Fiasco and Claret wine bar. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it's located 3,400 Stoneway North. Yeah. It's very exciting. And I'm going to be back because there's so much, there's so many things that we didn't get to try. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many pizzas. There's also a charcuterie board. There's there's a bunch of things that I really want to go back and, and just, just check out. The parm yeah. the chicken parmesan we didn't even get to try. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. 
last recap before we get into events monica we had some more foodie friend stuff that we got to do tell us about that yeah on on friday we were invited to a craving seattle tasting by at boba eggs so that's retta and we had a chance to meet a foodie with allergies and at mini cravings in real life so i'd interacted with them online but never met them before and so it's always great um to catch up with friends and to make new ones and so i really love that and i think that's something that i've been able to learn from you nelson um you and your friendly heart <laughs> um, what did, wait, wait wait what did you learn from me i don't I don't know what what you learn uh, about how to make friends you're a good friend maker oh no <laughs> okay this it's not is, a skill but yeah. right. <laughs> oh really you don't think it is i think it is i, I think, don't know I think, I think being open to new relationships and being able to get along with people are absolutely skills oh okay i'm a people person i'm a people person the only people who say that who say that are people who are already good at it like you so just take the compliment and move on nelson all right okay (laughs) okay so we went to capital cider and so we've been to capital cider before um for those of you who don't know um they have a really extensive selection of guess what cider um Mm -hmm. and their menu is always gluten-free and always peanut-free And so of the things that we tried, I think my favorites were the harvest salad and the English hash. Um, The harvest salad had some cider poached pears on it. And so I like how they weave that into the into the dish. And the English hash had just about everything that I wanted, you know, some potatoes, some meat, some poached eggs. Um, What were some of your favorites, Nelson? I really enjoyed the French toast that mm-hmm. we ordered. Um, that was really good. The hash was good too. And I actually liked the toad in the hole, okay. that they call it. <laughs> so it was a pork belly toast and mm-hmm. um, I, I liked it. It was a, it was a combination of savory and sweet mm-hmm. that, and with, and the eggs, the eggs were actually all poached pretty well. Yeah. Um, we took, we took several photos and uh, <laughs> after when we break it for the egg porn, it's still, the yolk still was able to, come out and um, it didn't it didn't uh, solidify so that's that's a good sign overall it was a really great day to be at capital cider and so if you haven't been there um, go ahead and check it out um, we got uh, a couple of different cider flights so it's always great for that and combine it with some food and if you have allergies just let them know um, they're very um, accommodating and informative about the things that are on their menu it's definitely a popular lunch and brunch spot on Capitol mm-hmm. Hill. We, yeah. we we got there. Normally when we go to these tastings, we usually come during the the less busier times, mm-hmm. but we got there and there were like three other three other groups there already. Yeah. <laughs> groups there, so. I know. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our recap. Lots of lots of fun things we got to do with a lot of friends. I think that was the theme for for this week is mm-hmm. we got to hang out with a lot of fun people and take a bunch of pictures and and yeah, hang out with the community, hang out with the foodie community, and that was good. And we got to hang out with the Seattle Worst podcast. That was that was a lot of fun too as well. Yeah, you guys are gonna love that episode. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Monica can't stop laughing at the raw footage. It's kind of funny. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all I ever listen to anymore. I stop listening to all other podcasts. I just keep running that on repeat. <laughs> and literally laughing out loud, like people driving by me in my car staring at me because I'm laughing just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's <right>. bad <laughs> 
so for Monica, we only have two events this week, which is mm-hmm. which is good. We'll cut it short and sweet. And I'm going to start with one with our friend Jan Parker. Mm-hmm. And it's called, okay, I'm going to, I'm not Filipino. So guys, I'm going to butcher this, but Monica, can you help me out with this? Balik Bayan Filipino Eats. Did I say that right? It sounds a lot better than a lot of things that you say. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool! No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so, it really does. Yeah, yeah. but Balik Bayan Filipino Eats. Um, like I mentioned, I'm so excited for this. Jan Parker, our friend, she's teamed up with Chef Domingo Ramos for a pop-up at East Trading Company this Thursday, April 4th. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know... Melissa Miranda has had a bunch of pop-ups and there's a lot of other pop-ups that have been going on on Thursdays. And now it's Jan Parker's turn. And at 514 East Pine Street, that's where East Trading Company is from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. She's doing her own pop-up and they're making going to be making awesome Filipino food. And I checked on their Instagram before we went on the show. And the definite, the definition of Balik Bayan is a person visiting the Philippines after living in another country. Mm. So I guess that I would be a Balik Bayan if I visit the Philippines, maybe. Is that what, is that how they, how that goes? Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nelson. Approval from Monica. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was, I, when you said that, I was like playing that out in my head. So that's that's mm-hmm. just really funny. I was thinking about like Nelson going to the Philippines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Awesome. So for Thursday night, she told us a sneak preview of the menu includes Drew from banana ketchup and soy pork belly and beef bistec and mm-hmm. there will be lots more on the menu for thursday i cannot wait i'll, I'll be there i'm going to be there at 7 p.m so i can catch that good lighting for the foot for the photos oh, there you go <laughs> there you go cool 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 um no i'm so excited that jan is cooking in seattle because uh, for those of you who don't know jan is actually located in tacoma that's where a lot of the cooking occurs uh, she's been really busy over the last week um, helping out other folks um so i'm really looking forward to uh, trying some of her food. Yeah, I saw her in story. She was helping out at Taste Washington. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun. Yep. She's cooking there, and man, she is so busy. I cannot wait to see her. We haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, so. it's been a while. Yeah. And then Monica, tell us another Snowmageddon victim. I, I feel oh, like this is yeah. like a year. I feel like this is a yearly theme. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll be in we'll be in October and like another Snowmageddon victim. Monica, tell us about the reschedule. <laughs> I know. So we're talking about Beecher's Cheese for All. And so on Saturday, April 6th, Beecher's Cheese for All is finally happening. And so this event was rescheduled from an earlier date um, that was a Snowmageddon victim. And so we're attended, we're excited to attend for all the cheeseburgers and mac and cheese. There's going to be 10 Seattle chefs who are going head to head and competing for our votes on their interpretations of these dishes. And also I hear that Salt and Straw is going to have their Beecher's apple pie ice cream um, scooped at the event too. So Nelson, are you more excited about cheeseburgers or mac and cheese? Well, I'm a cheeseburger guy, but I, you know, I'm, I'm already picturing my head to do these like huge cheeseburger and mac and cheese stacks and mac and cheese is just dripping all over the hand model mm-hmm. <laughs> hands all over yeah. the place and just make it all like all food pornish and everything. I just, I'm, I'm just thinking in my head right now as I'm, I'm going in, as I'm going off into my zone here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking about just eating. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I wanna, I'm thinking about trying to get the coolest shot and you're just be like, oh, let's just eat. Let's just eat. Yeah, let's just eat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, uh, you guys, if you don't have tickets, they are still available at BeechersCheeseForAll.com. And the prices range from $45 to $75 plus fees. That just depends if you want VIP access or just regular access. And so there's a couple of different times. So if you want to come, you should get your tickets. Correct. There are two sessions. There's the 2 to 4 p.m. session, and then there's also a 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. session if um, you want to go at the later time, too, as well. So Yeah, and if you see us, don't forget to say hi. Or you can just stare at us like you're stalking from 50 feet away. I'm okay with that, too. That's okay. I'm not okay with the staring and stalking. So say hi to me, and then you can stalk (laughs) Nelson because he loves it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Beecher's Cheese for All. I, I, I'm excited for this event. There's there's a lot of really really great chefs. I'm I'm excited to see, and uh, I'm excited to see what kind of creations they make. I'm, Me too. You know, so to eat, not mac, to shoot. <laughs> yeah, mac and cheese and cheeseburgers. What can yes. go? I mean, that's that sounds like the best combination. Totally. Yeah. Only two events. Not not too much, huh, Monica? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to our interview, and I'm excited for this. We talked about her earlier. Today's interview is with Annie Eats Food, and if you guys don't know, you might, if you've been hidden under a rock for a couple years now, Annie is one of the biggest Seattle foodie influencers in Seattle on Instagram. Her, her account is all of her photos are beautiful and they're a mixture of things that you'd find in Seattle, as well as a lot of things that she's cooked up. A lot, Monica, I confession. A lot of times I'll see Annie's pictures on her windowsill <laughs> there. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I was like, what restaurant is this? Yeah, and then I have like, to like, where can I get this? <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, I haven't had this before. What, this looks so beautiful. And then I, then I look, it was like Annie's windowsill. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> she made that. So... I keep telling her, I was like, when are, when are we going to have your restaurant? When's your mm-hmm. restaurant going to come out? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, everything looks so beautiful. It's, it's like, when's your restaurant coming out? So anyway, this is our interview with Annie Eats Food, Annie Wen. What's up, Seattle? I'm with Annie Wen, a.k.a. at Annie Eats Food. Annie is one of the, I think in my opinion, one of like the biggest Seattle Instagram influencers right now. I'm so glad I'm going to get to interview as my friend. How are you? Good. Hey, Nelson. Thanks for interviewing me today. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a nice sunny day. We're here eating at Il Corbo. Corbo. Yes. Um, you know, we just killed three dishes. <laughs> oh, this is normal. This is normal. We're good. Right? We're foodies. <laughs> we can basically demolish and devour anything. That's right. That's right. And you're going to happy hour after this, and I'm going to another happy hour after this. So this is just like appetizer, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Every hour and a half, I'm eating something. <laughs> All right. So... Your Instagram is amazing. Like Aww, it's a mixture you. of your home cooking and then also stuff that you go out to eat and do food adventures in Seattle. Correct. Right. So tell me, how did this all started? How did how did this Annie's food originate? Um, well, originally it was just my personal page. You know, moving up from Hawaii, where I'm originally born and raised, um, came to Seattle without knowing anyone or the place itself. Um, Seattle wasn't really my first choice on where to move. Um, so I moved up here, didn't know anyone. Basically, food has always been a part of 
like my life. Mm-hmm. You know, my family have restaurants in Hawaii, so I grew up basically knowing a lot about food and um, always wanting to learn more on how food is cooked, how concepts of food even come up about. So I started deciding to turn my personal Instagram into a more of a food thing where I could show my passion how much I love to go out and explore and see the city because Seattle to me was going to be my new home and I wanted to go out and basically try everything all the cultures so Annie Eats Food you know started off with just restaurants around Seattle that I wanted to try um, and then over time I wanted to basically showcase my viewers or my followers that I can also cook yeah. and I don't think a lot of people knew that that I can cook you know cooking to me is it's about fun creating different ingredients and putting it all together making it a mess and hopefully it tastes good hopefully so I want to go back because you you have you have family that were in Hawaii that were in in the restaurant business yes correct. yeah so did you grow up in the around there? yeah so my so I my grandma started teaching me how to cook rice when I was around seven or eight. Okay. You know, in an Asian household, you know, cooking rice is the most important thing that you should learn and know how to do at a young age. Because from there, we can start developing you even more. My mom owned a nail shop, but my aunt run the restaurant side of it. Okay. So being Vietnamese, we had like, you know, a pho restaurant that not only like serves pho, but they do like vermicelli, bun mi, and all that. So starting 13, they started started me busting tables, being a cashier, learning how to make cafe soda, uh-huh. um, and just everything. They even let me like just go behind the kitchen, just make a bowl of pho, you know, dipping the noodles inside the hot broth, and then just making it dry, making sure that everything is in there and serving it to the customer. So, you know, I kind of fell in love in that terms of, like, cooking because I get to see everything that's being added to a dish. So, so you started cooking at an early age. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right? Your recipes now, because one day you're seeing, I'm seeing, like, oh, my gosh, she made tonkatsu. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, like, and they're so good. Sometimes I'm like, what restaurant is this? And I'm like, oh, it's it. Annie, Annie cooked this. And then the next day you're making blueberry waffles. Like, what what determines what recipe you're going to do and what you're going to make? Because you always make different stuff every week and every day. Um, I think it's a little about, like, what I'm feeling I want to eat that day. It depends on, like, how hungry I am. Like, what am I craving for? And I do have a boyfriend that I need to feed. um, (laughs) So that kind of plays a big part of it. Because sometimes, you know, you got to please your partner, right? Right. What do you feel like eating? So it kind of plays into that part. Like, what am I feeling I want to eat? And what does he feel like he wants to eat? And it also depends on if I'm going out to restaurants, could I go home and recreate this? So that's kind of like how I get inspiration from all the dishes I've been making. Uh Let's go back to the Seattle food scene. How would you describe the Seattle food scene right now? You know, I, I've been living here for the past four years. I've seen it grow from a lot of poke shops out of nowhere one year, a lot of boba shops out of nowhere, bun mi shop, and it's just, it's, it's expanding. And it's so cool that, you know, a lot of different restaurants that are expanding are making small portions where, you know, a group of friends can go in and just try. Or like even a grab and go, and yeah. it have changed so much within the four years. It's definitely very different from where I'm from originally. There's more to try out in Seattle than Hawaii. 
What, what food do you do you miss from Hawaii that Seattle needs more of? I would just say a good local moco. Local like, moco? I mean, I understand there's like a lot of other restaurants in Seattle, you know, good Hawaiian shops that are really good local moco. But for me, like, that is something I really miss eating. Poke, you know, I understand there's a lot of concepts with poke. poke. How, <laughs> how poke is more of like, it should be marinated already. It should be right there. You can go in, order a pound of poke and just a side of rice and scoop it in. Which I think I did find a place around. I know I love it. OB Seattle Fish Guys. Yeah. You know, that place is so, like, legit. It reminds me of the island. You know, you go in there, people are nice. They have the aloha welcoming. They'll be like, you know what, poke do you want? And I'll be like, can I order a quarter pound of this? You know, Monica from Mama Eats. And I just went there recently. Um, you know, it's her first time. I brought her there. And we just, like, let's just order a quarter pound of everything. Yeah. And get two side of rice and share. Yeah. Because that's how poke should be. You should be able to share with your friends. My dad loves that place. Right? It's so good. Disclaimer, I do know the owner from, from family friends, but their scallop poke is amazing. Oh, my God. And if they have uni, they uni in season, that's amazing, too, as well. Yeah. This is what I love is that when you go into Seattle Fish Guys, it's not just, like, salmon and tuna poke, right? A lot of places nope. just have, like, salmon and tuna and maybe, like, octopus. But they have, like, a wide variety of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, poke, have. there's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of varieties. You can just go in there, and, and it's a re, it'll, it'll already be marinated for you, uh-huh. and that's how poke should be. Yeah. You know, I give props for a lot of, like, restaurants or poke shops out there, like Pop Poke. You know, they do a really good job on just mixing the varieties. You know, that's more of, like, how the mainland is kind of seeing poke. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, for shops like Seattle Fish Guys, who already have these that are similar to white, you know, it makes me happy. I mean, I love all poke. I don't discriminate. But yeah. Seattle Fish Guy is really something that I really enjoy eating. Nice. So, other than Seattle Fish Guys, are there any other new restaurants you want to let our listeners know that you've been to that people should try? Oh my God, there's so many places. I don't even know where it's to It's hard for us, right? It it's is. Hard. It is really hard, you know, coming up foodies. I don't really have a fair spot. Uh, I have a spot that I really love going back to. You know, I love Wandering Goose. Um, yeah. I love the Fat Pen. I'm a big brunch person. So those places, I definitely would recommend you checking it out. There's just so many places. so hard. <laughs> I know. Those are really good. Wandering Goose is like one of my favorites. Are their biscuits Their good. biscuits are amazing. Like, their fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yeah. Oh, my, like a Friday night, like fried chicken, like platter. It's just so... Uh, I haven't tried their fried I'm chicken like, dinner yet on Friday night. I'm, you got to. It's okay. so good. Like their collard greens and just yeah. everything hand down. It's yeah, awesome. I love Wandering Goose. That's one of my favorite brunch spots. I'm a brunch person too. So when you talk about Fat Hen, Fat Hen's really good too. Yeah, their shashuka. The shashuka. I know it comes with like the baguette bread, but I always order extra on the side. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta eat it all up. How long have you been to have your Instagram account? How long have you been an Instagram influencer? Um, I would like to say it's coming up on two and a half years. Okay. Or maybe two and like two years. Two so. years? Okay. Yeah. If someone wants to start an Instagram foodie account, what is one advice, or if you have multiple advices, you can give to them for, for starting for people that are starting out? Um, I say have a goal on what you want to do. You want to be natural. You want to stay true to yourself. You don't want to just follow the scene that's around you. Uh-huh. For me, and that's why I incorporate from just not going out to eat around Seattle, but also a little bit about myself. You want to be able to tell a story, you know, to your audience. Like, this is you. 
and this is what I want you to know about me. Um, so just stay true to yourself and really just follow your passion really and why you even started your Instagram in the beginning. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of food stuff, right Annie? Yes. Um, we're gonna try something new. Are you a big friends? Are you a big friend? Do you watch Friends on when you were younger or? Um, not on that, okay. but the theme song was my graduation, um, you know, class graduation song. Okay. So as as much as I know. As much as you know. So this is an episode where Phoebe and Joey are can't decide what they're doing. So we're gonna do, and they do like a rapid fire, and they just ask a bunch of random questions. So I have flashcards. I've I've shuffled them already. And normally we ask people like, where are you eating? But people are like, um, I'm trying to think where it is. This is just gonna be like, just give me like one word answers or one or two words, just what it is. And these aren't gonna be all food questions. So they're gonna be okay. random questions. So are you ready? To me, yeah. Okay, we're gonna ask maybe like 10 to 15 of them. And we'll Sounds do it there. good to me. Okay, we're gonna go and start. Ready? In sync of Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Favorite breakfast. Fat hen. Favorite happy hour. Eight ounce burger. Eight ounce burger. Favorite tacos? Taco chukis. Taco chukis. Best place for seafood? Seattle fish, guys. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Ross or Rachel? Rachel. Rachel. What do you miss from Hawaii? Not, can, can be food not related. McDonald's breakfast <laughs> plate. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Apples or oranges? Apples. Ca favorite coffee spot? More coffee shop. Is it caramel or caramel? Caramel. Pop or soda? Soda. PCC or Whole Foods? Whole Foods. Favorite dessert? Chocolate moist cake. Oh my god. And we'll end with this. Guilty pleasure. I love ice cream. So I can eat a whole tub of chocolate ice cream now. <laughs> I lied. This is the this is the final one. Favorite bubble tea because we were just talking about that. Young tea. Young tea. I really like it. Perfect. I hope Seattle you got all those recommendations. Now I want to go to Hawaii because I want that McDonald's. McDonald's right now. You should. And make sure you bring me back one because <laughs> it's really good. You know, awesome. McDonald's breakfast is like bomb in Hawaii. Annie, this was so much fun. <laughs> Thank I you, loved Nelson. it. This was a last question. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Annie underscore eats food. Don't forget that underscore is very important. <laughs> yeah, just like mine, Nelson underscore eats. Yes, don't forget right. Annie underscore eats food. Perfect. If you guys want an awesome web page, like I said, you're like one of the hottest Seattle Instagram influencers in terms Aww. of food. I love your stuff. Oh, thank you. Your pictures are always so amazing. Sweet. It's all always the natural amazing. light. All the I didn't know my photos are taken by my windowsill. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> natural light is important. <laughs> yes, yes. They're always so beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much. That Thanks, was awesome. Nelson. Perfect. And that was our interview with Annie Wen, a.k.a. Annie underscore eats food. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow her on Instagram. She's got some great stuff and she puts out the recipes on the stuff that she cooks too as well. So you can recreate that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that have picked up cooking because of her. And that, I think that's so awesome. So mm -hmm. awesome. No, I love that as well. And as a home cook, I don't really follow a lot of people for recipes because I've been cooking for a long time. Annie's actually one of the people that I'm always interested in, um, both where she's going and what she's making at home. And right now I'm, I'm waiting for one particular recipe to come out. So I'm waiting for her to reverse engineer it so I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end the show here. Monica, next week is episode 30. 
we've decided and we've already started doing our research. You guys, we're going to do a Seattle Restaurant Week special. We're going to tell you what places we're excited for and what places we've been to during Seattle Restaurant Week in the past to tell you where to go. So Mm kind of give you a little guide to where to eat for the next two weeks from Sunday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. No, it's absolutely exciting. It's something that we do anyway. I mean, when we're planning out where we're going, it's something that we always talk about and we're just actually going to share it with you. Yeah. And you've been going through all the menus, huh, Monica? I I forgot how. How many restaurants did you do you know how many restaurants are are going on this spring for Seattle Restaurant Week? I don't. There's so much more. And and so I'm having a harder time going through than usual. Um, There's just a lot added. And also, you guys, I mean, just to be fair, um, Restaurant Week and Dine Around Seattle combined. And so whereas we used to have two different things, they're actually just one thing now. So it makes a lot of sense to have a lot more restaurants participating in it twice a year. Absolutely. I've, we've been digging into our research and we can't wait to tell you everything we found out for this spring Seattle Restaurant Week. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.